to Slacker Studio, a podcast all about the things we do when we're slacking. We'll be chatting about a variety of things such as gaming, movies and tech news. I am Jack. And I'm Ed. How's it going? Yeah, not too bad, man. Um, so, uh, this week in the Slacker's verse of Jack's Smythe, um, I've been golfing. You went golfing? I actually went golfing for once and it's a, it's an odd story because... I was so scared of golfing with uh, other people because in the past I've been so shockingly shit. I did like a Rocky montage of going to the driving range just to get my driving better. And it got to the point where I realised that A, my footing was all wrong, but also I was trying to smash the ball all the time. Yeah. And this guy and this guy came up to me and was like, what the fuck are you doing? Stop trying to smash it. You've got a really good swing. Just do a normal swing. And every time I just did a normal swing, it went fucking miles. It went further when I tried not to smash the ball. <laughs> So um, I went with uh, my friend Phil, Slackers Phil, and he was like, oh, you know, it's a, just I think it was his um, birthday. So he was like, I really want to go golfing. And we went out to the horn and it was like all cloudy. So me being the dick decided that, hey, I'll, I'll go golfing without any sun cream because it's hella cloudy. Oh, yeah, be fine. Yeah, when, totally fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally fine. Uh, amazing. Yeah. No. The moment we went to, the, to, uh, to tee off, I was totally drenched in sunshine. And I was like, yep, this is not going to end well. My Irish skin is not ready for this. But I ploughed on anyway. First shot, I think I managed to hit over 200 yards, 210 yards. Nice. And it felt awesome. And it was a really good round of golf. I'm supposed to be golfing this afternoon. Um, it is currently raining. Yeah, so it's, I'm, I'm meant to be barbecuing later, so we'll see. Yeah, it's the same with me. The one day where we're, you're barbecuing and I'm potentially golfing yeah. and it's pouring it down. Yeah. That is the most British thing we could potentially say. It's so ridiculous. I'm probably going to do it anyway. Um, it's meant to clear That's up the by thing. That is the British thing, isn't it? Yeah, let's just fuck we- it. Like, carry on. <laughs> we do it anyway. Ah, that's okay. It's a drizzle. There's a volcano over there erupting. Ah, it's okay. Pyroclastic flow might be good it's for fine. my It'll be fine. It's still good. It's still good. It's just but, a uh, yeah, so... That was it. I've been burning in the sun, and then I went to go pick up my friend from Brighton because he was like, "Oh, you've got to get down to Brighton in forty minutes to pick me up." Like time crisis, hmm. and I didn't put any sun cream on again, so I'm like constantly in a state of being burnt in the sun. Uh, so yeah, golfing, uh, being burnt. Uh, had no replies to all these applications. Still putting stuff through. Still chugging away. Still trying to find my next uh, contract. But you know, as is the way. And that's that weird sort of mid-time of the year where just nothing kind of really picks up. And I'm looking at other work as well. So fuck it, man. We'll see. We'll see what happens. It's like, it's nice and it's bad. Um, the bad side of it is I'm so bored. Yeah, I want to work. I, I want to do something. It's frustrating, isn't I'm it? Because so like, you, you do just want to be busy. And like, there's, there's no middle ground. There's either nothing because you haven't got the job or you've yeah. got the job and then you have no time. So it's, like, it's just awful. Yeah, it's like, I've got all the money to buy the things and I've got time to spend with the things, mm. but I have no money, mm. you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's it. So I've been sat there kind of being destroyed by all the pollen because when I was in Bristol, it was in kind of, you know, you were still countrified, but for the most part, it's in like a town. So the most you have to put up with is like pollution mm. from cars. But uh, otherwise, like, I didn't have any of these, like, you know, I have, I have like reactions to pollen. So now I'm like waking up and uh, I... I, you know, can't sleep because of insomnia. Can't sleep because of all this polleny stuff. So I'm like, blah, go away, forest. But the niceties about being home is in the morning when I take the dogs for a walk. Mm. It's like that really nice sunlight coming through the trees. So there, are, you know, there are good sides and downsides. Um, now th- this is the last thing I'll say about my week is that I had a dream, 
I had a dream. <laughs> and it was a hilarious podcast dream. And what it was, was it was us two sitting in a pub with a little table set up. Right. We, had our, we, had our, we had our laptops and everything set up. And we were literally doing a live stream from the pub, asking people random pub questions. Like, what's the most, like, what's the worst situation they've been in when they're drunk? Um, what's a good idea? It was almost like a, like a stand-up comedy, but not stand-up comedy. We are just literally sitting there doing a Q&A to the audience because no one knew us. Right, right. And, it, and probably nobody found it funny either. So there was probably that. <laughs> it was actually all right. It was more like we were there whilst everyone's kind of chatting and doing their background stuff, but people coming up and giving us hilarious stories. But it was just such a funny thing. I was like... Why doesn't anyone just like set up in a pub and ask randomers questions? That'd be fucking hilarious. That would be pretty cool. The only thing I can compare that to is when I watched Mark Rebellier. Rebellier. Yeah, Rebellier. He had a live stream from a pub. Some like it was like a burger joint that also did a load of beers and stuff. And that's it. That was entertaining to watch. But well, we should maybe we should try and arrange it if we know anybody with a pub. But hey. <laughs> Maybe one day in the future when we're a little bit more known. Yeah. Uh, so how's your week been? What have you been up to? I've been busy, you know. Like it's it, there's never seems to be any time to just stop. I was off for like three days this weekend, so I was off Friday, Saturday, and then Monday. Um, nice. It did like Friday, Saturday felt good. Like it was it was a good kind of break. Um, obviously back to work on Sunday for a bit, and then Monday just kind of disappeared. You know, like it's one of those days. Yeah. <laughs> that suddenly it's the end of the day I haven't really stopped um, so that was frustrating in a way but yeah it's been it's been good you know like there's there's not been a huge amount going on um, but we're getting there the only exciting thing that happened was that we just kind of almost spontaneously booked a week in Canada that's amazing um, so yeah in September Kristen and I are going to Toronto for a week um <sighs> We are going to be able to do like the Niagara Falls as well, because um, it is yes. around the corner, effectively. Um, so that's going to be pretty cool. I'm just, I'm really excited. It was pretty cheap too. Just to pause, I, I'm getting the package. Do it. Ah, fuck! Damn it! Intermission. Interlude. <laughs> Interlude. Jack likes getting packages. Dog food is acquired. Woo! <sighs> And we're he back. Package. He left the package on the steps in the rain. What a knob. Why? Anyway. Yes, back continue. to it. So, um, Canada. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. No, no. Uh, so, we are going, like I say, uh, second week of September, I think it is. Um, and we're going to be kind of like five, six, I think we've got six days out there, uh, which will be nice. We are staying in an Airbnb right in the center of the city. Um, which oh, is perfect. Yeah. And actually was a million times cheaper than any hotel. So yeah, it's it's worked out pretty good. It's about I don't know, six hundred quid each. That's not bad Include, at all. Like, what the flights hell? Flights and Airbnb. Um, For oh, a week, that's yeah. great. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, so that'll do. Oh, it must be. Oh, dude, that's amazing. Also, all the uh, all the smoke beer and all the uh, maple syrup you can have. Yeah, I, I definitely want to try a lot of different stuff, man. It's gonna be good fun. Oh, dude, yeah, when you were telling me about that medieval pub in Prague, it was oh, so yeah. jelly. Yeah, that place was so cool. jelly. I was like, oh, I do that. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, congratulations on uh, your Canada trip. I I expect pictures. Oh yeah. And potential videos and beer. Yeah, there's going to be all of that. Definitely, I I will do my best to do all of those things. All the sun's coming yeah. out. Here comes the sun. But hopefully, you won't go over the Niagara Falls in a barrel. 
Yeah, that'd be quite entertaining. Um, but no, I'm, I'm not planning footage. to do that. But <laughs> go for it. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Accidentally ended up in a barrel, which was happening to go over the Niagara Falls. It's funny how these things that's, happen. That's, that's maple syrup yeah. in there. Yeah. I'd do that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> other than that, I have a car, but I don't have it yet. Um, I was hoping to get it today, but frustratingly, it's not going to be till next week. Um, so I don't. I think last time we spoke, I was like i trying to sell yeah it. i was trying to sell it and then when i was on the phone to jack on my way up to get it basically and then yeah so it's a 2004 bmw z4 it is a three liter manual so the biggest engine on there which is nice it's nice convertible but i can't have it yet um it's it's in a paint shop so they're doing stuff to it <laughs> at least at least you'll get it back and it'll be nice and pristine though, huh? That's the plan, that's the plan, we'll see. Uh, I should hope so, considering it's, they've had it for like a week and a half so far to sort of do all the things they need to do to it, so so yeah. Um, the nice thing is they are giving me money as well, because I'm trading my car in, uh, so it's worked out pretty well. That's awesome. But it's a waiting game. It's a waiting game, but the car is yours, yep. which is fantastic yep. news. That's so good. Can, I, I remember you saying how frustrating it was trying to sell this bloody thing. Yeah, and, uh, with no interest at all. So in the end, I just luckily found a car that they would part exchange my car for and give me money. Yeah, which is awesome. So it's like, woohoo! Oh, yeah. So congratulations on that. That's awesome. Uh, what about house photos? So I've got this like little side, side gig, I guess, um, doing uh, estate agent photos, effectively, for like a friend of a friend pretty much um it's it's fine um it, it just r reminds me of the frustrations with my old job sometimes already um clients like not the client but the the person sell it, whose house it is that we're, we're taking photos of um said something about goldfish bowl because i've got a fish eye lens right to get like a really big wide angle i correct it so it's not bent but apparently they still weren't happy with it so i just overcorrected it the other way so they're happy with it so <laughs> it's just frustrating i i know you're going to get people that are just picky um but you'd think that if they want to sell the house they trust the people that know how to take photos yeah, people are funny like that. Everyone wants to have utter control over everything, and but no one really knows what they're doing when it comes to that, which is mm. kind of funny. We used to have that with producers all the time. Yeah, say, it's odd. Oh, I know what I'm doing, you don't. It's like, I'm literally creating this. Yeah, yeah. are you doing it? <laughs> no, off. I am, so deal with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's but kind of But surely you could make this picture bigger. Uh, it's 100 by 100. How big do you need it? A uh, billboard. I'm like, <laughs> no. No. And they need to accept the no. <clears throat> yeah. Um, they never do. Yeah. So that's interesting because it was a bit frustrating. I was like, oh, I'm not sure this is worth the effort. Like, I, it's only the first time that we've had, I've had any issues and I've done, that's like the fifth house we've done. So it's okay. Um, but it's not going to be worth hassle. So if I end up with lots of hassle, I'm not going to be doing this anymore. Totally understand that. That's, a, that's an understandable way of being as well. You're like, well, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's the point of I'm just going to get crap yeah. even though I'm trying my best and you know I'm doing a good job of it some, some people are just like that you can't appease everyone no it's you really can't it's really tough yeah and that's just going to be how it is and that's and that's fine yeah but that was pretty Sorry. much my week or so um, oh we didn't we failed to mention that we don't have a beer yet again and we are both drinking water 
Yeah, so uh, because it is uh, 11, because time constraints have really kind of messed with us both, mm. um, which has been tough. But what I am going to do is I'm actually going to go out and source a beer this weekend. Mm. I'm going to source two beers. And I think next time we do a podcast, I probably will see if I can travel down and actually yeah, you know, sit cool. there and we'll have a beer together, regardless of the time of day. Yeah. Um, but uh, my slack is rating for this current water. It is a uh, Sussex water, which I actually found, oddly enough, water in Bristol tasted very different to water here in Sussex. It does, it's doesn't it? funny how that works. Yeah. And also how it affects your kettle. This is probably the most British thing yeah, I've yeah, said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it really grinds up a kettle. The amount of tea I drank when I was in Bristol is, you know, phenomenal. Mm. But it did limescale my tea kettle up so quick, whereas my, you know, water in Sussex isn't as bad. But when it does limescale your kettle up, it's got a colour, and I was yeah. like, Ugh, where's that colour from? Why is it green? <laughs> yeah, it's not nice, is it? I mean, I noticed that, but it's different because, <clears throat> like, the water is also different between here, where I am now in, like, East Sussex, and how it was when I was in Hayward Teeth, because... Yeah, it, it shouldn't have salt in it, dude. No, right. <laughs> Stop drinking from the sea! Yeah. But the thing I noticed <laughs> is when I was washing cars, because the water back in Hayward Teeth wouldn't... Uh, you wouldn't notice, but here, it... It, the water stains the cars if you let it even slightly dry on it. Oh wow! Uh, so it's 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 very strange. It's just different. Um, you just gotta I gotta make sure it's not like really hot when doing the car. So that's interesting. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, that's it's, enough about water. Anyway, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> fuck water. We like beer, but we can't have it. Yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. So this week in gaming, yeah. oh, there's so much good shit. So <clears throat> this week for sports in general has been. An absolute fucking corker. Excuse my language. No, not excusing my language. No, carry so on. we had we had the Wimbledon final, and that was all of this shit was going off on the same day. We had the Wimbledon final. We had the England uh, World Cup cricket final, mm-hmm. and we had the Overwatch final league. Uh, the Overwatch uh, was it season stage three finals, and it was just incredible. Um, so uh, Federer and oh, Djokovic were literally right at the end two sets apiece i think they played 11 games right yeah it was and unfortunately like djokovic and hours, won right? and that was it djokovic won but all these results came in roughly at the same time so djokovic managed to win right at the end and what was it federer had like two championship points where he could have just locked it away and he didn't lock it away so congratulations to djokovic but then also we had the, the cricket going on and the cricket ended exactly the same amount of runs apiece so they had to go to an over so they each get to shoot again and then they went to super over so they have to do it all over again we literally managed to um stop at, and win uh by one one uh run by one run That's literally insanely this, close. this oh ridiculous this guy hit the hit the ball with the bat but uh, the ball went sailing off guy picks it up throws it if he'd even fucked up this throw slightly it would have been new zealand winning uh, and he managed to get it, and the bat was so close to the... It was, he was about a metre away from being safe with the final run, which would have won it for them. And we managed to get him out with the wicket. So it was just like, holy crap. So we have the Djokovic match. We have uh, the we have England finally winning the Cricket World Cup, which is amazing because we're now the only country in the world that has won the World Cup, I believe, in cricket, rugby and football. Well, that's pretty impressive. So suck it, world! But you know, uh, so there's that. Now, onto gaming. The reason I say this is because all of this was going on, and Shanghai Dragons 
we're in the Overwatch League final. How fucking insane is that? Like, so to put this in perspective, anyone who doesn't watch Overwatch mm. League that's listening, um, much like the Premier League in football, much like any sport, ice hockey, NFL, you've always got that really bad team. In the NFL, we tend to have the, uh, I think it's the Cleveland Browns. And they, so Shanghai Dragons in their first uh, season of 40 maps, 40 or maybe even 40 matches, mm. They didn't win. A, they won maps. They didn't win a single game. So they were zero and forty was their highest loss rate. Yeah, painful. Zero and forty, painful. They came back uh, at, in this uh, season and just absolutely started trouncing. So there was this like meta called goats where you run. I think it's uh, three. Maybe it's two tanks, a DPS, and the rest of supports. I think. Yeah, the, the classic setup, like, basically. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and but there's so many supports. Anyway, they ran this like Farrakomp, which just ruined it. So their first match was against, oh God, they had, yeah, New York Excelsior. New York Excelsior are well known for not only winning and trouncing most people during the season, but they also choke in the season in the season finals, be it quarter uh, final, semi final. There's always something about the mm. NYXL that they choke before the final game. They have won a few stages before, so that's not utterly true. Still, Shanghai Dragons had to face them first, one of the best teams in the league. Beat them. Then they had to go against um, the Titans. The Titans have been near unbeatable this season. They are from this old Overwatch contenders team, or not contenders, it was one of their other ones, called the Runaways. Mm. So they, so before they even joined Overwatch League, this entire team of guys was already well known for being ridiculous. They won most of their matches, I think near near every single one. They won, or they, I think maybe they nearly won last stage, but this stage uh, they were beaten by Shanghai again. Shanghai won, they beat them. So they beat the two greatest teams, and they have to beat the other greatest team, and that was San Francisco Shock. And they, they won three maps in a row. And then it was nearly a reverse sweep. Yeah. So San Francisco came all the way back until the end. And they managed to win it on oh, King's Row. Yeah. And it was insane from start to finish. I couldn't believe that Shanghai Dragons had managed to beat the three best teams. And it was so wonderful to see because not only did it kind of break the meta with goats, but it also showed that this new team had come back in such a way. They brought back so many fans Everyone there, apart from, of course, San Francisco Shock fans, were supporting them. Everyone was gunning for them. All of Twitch chat was saying, oh, you know, oh, here comes the reverse sweep, but they won it. It was probably one of the best days of sports I've seen in a very long time. All these weird results all happening at the same time. So, absolutely phenomenal. So, congratulations to Shanghai Dragons. Yeah, I mean, that's I, I knew, I would followed it a lot more last season. Um, I, I just haven't had time for anything, you know. Um, no, of course not. But I knew that Shanghai Dragons were terrible last year like they were terrible. absolutely terrible well, not even last year earlier this year isn't it but last season or whatever we're calling it yeah um so that's pretty damn impressive but when when we say that there it's the shanghai dragons is it still the same players that they had last season or not nope that's, that's the, thing. the thing so there's the difference yeah. i think one or two have stayed but they have completely changed their roster and that changed everything <clears throat> I think their coaches were absolutely impressive as well and how they were kind of managing this team and how they're trying to destroy this GOATS formation, how they're trying to kind of break the meta, which is how it works. Like, everyone's like, oh, we don't want to see GOATS anymore. Neither do I. It can get really boring seeing the same alts over mm. and over again. But when you have a team like Shanghai who breaks the mould, that's when things start to get uh, better. They are changing this to a 2-2-2, though. So you can only have two tanks, two supports, mm. two damage for the last stage. So we'll see what that does to the meta. 
But it is interesting. I think Goats is now officially dead because of it. But we'll see if that's truth or not. Um, anyway, because uh, I've wasted so much time on no, that. No. But I hope that's... Do you know what I mean? That was su such an excitement. Um, yeah, uh, so Overwatch, uh, the new summer events going on. Yeah, I just so saw that. I think there's a few new skins. There's a dad bod Torbjorn, which is amazing. Nice. He's got like he's not he's not quite Borat speedo, but he definitely has like shorts, belly hanging out, and all that sort of stuff. He's got a little inflatable hammer that goes. I think when he hits things. I've just seen his backpack thing as well. It looks pretty cool with like little castles on it. Um, That's it. Yeah, yeah, that looks cool. It's cool. It's a cool skin. I think loads of people are underwhelmed by it, but you know it's free content, so I, I can't. Yeah, I can't right. I, I, who cares? Yeah, and I've been playing Hanzo a lot, so I've been trying to get used to Hanzo, and I, the first legendary I get from the event is Hanzo's one, so I was really happy. Yeah, it's, um, it's nice to play something different for a change, isn't it? Yeah, but that's on the uh, Overwatch front for me. Oblivion and Skyrim, I've been playing those again because I like getting my head into a, an uh, RPG. I've been trying to play a bit of Fable as well because I never played Fable when it was popular. Mm. Um, not for any reason, I just didn't play it. Um, I, I managed to... Uh, get old mods from Skyrim into Skyrim Special Edition. And I was like, oh, maybe I have to mod it in a certain way or maybe I have to do something special with it. No, I just had to drop the files into the main data thing. Nice. I was so annoyed. I'd waited for ages trying to figure out that it must be a complicated process. It was literally a drag and drop. Well, that was easy. Um, yeah, but I've been really enjoying Oblivion because I love the storyline and it's really stupid. It's great. It's a great game. Finally, um, before we talk about... Uh, 8.2, which I know that mm. you have a lot yep. of, which you've definitely been doing. Um, Amazon is developing a Lord of the Rings MMO. I saw this just now in the <coughs> notes, and I just had to click through to it, because I had no idea about this. So tell us mm. what's going on. So so Amazon is also doing a Lord of the Rings television series, and I'm not sure what era it's set in. It could be set in the first era of mm. the story, before pre-Lord of the Rings itself. Yeah. But... It says the game is unrelated to Amazon's upcoming Lord of the Rings TV show, but Amazon's developing an, an MMO. Now, there is already a Lord of the Rings MMO, um, and it's okay. It did have a player base. I don't know if it's dwindled or if it's still going. Was that Lord of the Rings Online or something like that? That's the yeah. one, and I did play it for a while, but it's, um, it's interesting. Now, here's the thing. So, Amazon Game Studios, which is a thing, Apparently. has announced its latest project. A Lord of the Rings massively multiplayer online that Amazon has developing in part partnership with Leiu, which I've never heard of. No. It's planned to be a free-to-play title for both PC and consoles. I don't like the sound of that. No, I don't either. Although I, kn I know that Elder Scrolls Online have actually been quite successful with their model, but that just shouts microtransactions yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Um, according to Athlon's announcement last fall, the new MMO is set a long time before the events of the Lord of the Rings, exploring lands, peoples, and creatures never seen before by fans of the Tolkien universe. Um, so that's it. So it's set before Lord of the Rings, and that might be like the TV series. Yeah, um, definitely. And apparently they say between Amazon and Leiu, there's a considerable amount of previous MMO experience. Leiu owns Warframe. Oh, so right. that's probably okay. what it yeah. is. So they own Warframe developer Digital Extremes, and Amazon Game Studios is already deep in the development process of its first MMO, New World. Which should help Assoage fears that, um, or Assoage, I don't know how I don't know how you say it. I've never seen fears. that word in my life. I don't know what that it's is. A bit, it's a bit weird, isn't it? Uh, fears that such a beloved IP is being handled by relative newcomers. So it's going to be a new one. Lord of the Rings Online has been around since 2007. Um, uh, I think the update of that has been 2018, maybe. So I think that MMO is still going. But yeah, I think it's going to be very interesting. I want to see what they're bringing to it. It's nice to see like a new 
band of people trying to create something and I'm looking forward to that mm. personally because I love World of Warcraft and when Classic's coming out I'm going to be an absolute shut-in. Oh yeah. There'll be applications and Warlock. That's going to be my life until I get a job, pretty much. Yeah, I'm quite interested by this. Um, I I'm definitely going to check it out and play it, that's for sure. Um, I'm curious about the free-to-play thing as well myself um, because I don't want it to be pay-to-win because... That wouldn't happen. I'd rather pay the subscription like we do for WoW. Like the, for me, yeah. the the WoW model is great because fine, you buy the game and the expansions, and then you pay the monthly fee. I'd rather do that and have access to everything than have to pay to win. But we'll see. Totally agree. We'll see. Totally agree, though. Yeah. I did just um, because I'd never heard of Amazon Game Studios and I'd never knew what this New World MMO is, but I've just clicked through to it and see what it is. But it's something about um. You colonize the new world um, in a sandbox MMO world or something. This open world adventure game teams with personality, teamwork, crafting, and combat. It's a team-based player versus player survival game. Yeah. So for me, this well, feels like a first-person Age of Empires 3. Well, we'll see how it goes. It's, it's going to be interesting. Um, I am looking forward to this sort of thing. I, I do like MMOs. I think that, for, you know, WoW's dominated it for so long that it's gonna, it's always going to be different for any newcomers that come in. Yeah. Especially when they're constantly, you know, churning out things. And I think Classic is going to take the market next month big time. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. So, speaking so of Classic. So tell us about, yeah. Uh, 8.2. Um, I've, I've been enjoying it quite a bit. Uh, I've been able to play a bit more... Um, I quite like the story, um, but I'm not like hugely motivated to play. It, it, I'm not finding it massively compelling. I have to say, it may just be the fact that I'm not the way my setup is at the moment. And you'll, if you go on Discord, you'll see my wonky recording setup for today. Um, it, I'm not particularly immersed in anything I'm playing at the moment because of how far away I am from my screen, and it's just a challenge to play anything really. But it's enjoyable. Um, the main thing I'm doing it for is to eventually get to flying. Whereas yeah, me too. And that's it. And, and the trouble the trouble is, these zones are clearly designed for flying, which makes them a pain in the ass to get around in with without flying. Whereas things like yeah. Seramar in in Legion, that whole zone was amazing. Like it, it just was absolutely fantastic, and I really enjoyed that. Like start to finish to get flying for that. That was fun. Um, and I think this is my biggest challenge, and I've said this before, but my biggest challenge with this whole Battle for Azeroth expansion is it's not as good as Legion for me. I, I totally agree. Legion had me kept there pretty much the entire way through. I loved the lore. I loved the. I loved that there was this dangerous city that you had to kind of skulk through. Yeah. And although it could be annoying, it was kind of fun that you always felt unsafe in that city. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, having been able to play this, the 9.2, it was, 8. I think 2. that they're... 8.2, sorry, 8.2, <laughs> thank you, not 9.2. <laughs> not yet. I'd like to know what 9.2 yeah. is. I'd like to know what's going on. But 8.2, thank you, Ed. 8.2 is, uh, the zones are beautiful, but it just feels like I'm doing the same thing. I'm going there for dailies. I'm not massively intertwined with it. I'm still playing my rogue, but I don't feel anywhere near as powerful. Mm. A few mobs can kill me, which I guess is fun. But you also get phased into alliance worlds randomly, and the only PvP there is, like, the main 
uh, Najjatar, mm. they have this PvP thing where it says, well, in order to gain rewards, you have to kill one player. Yeah. Well, there's no one around. I know. I can't kill a player. The only alliance players that are around are in a big-ass group that you can't kill one person because they instantly get lay on hands or they get bubbled or they get healed. There's, there's no point in it. It got me so angry the other day. I was like, why are we capturing points to get zero reward at the end because of the total incompetence? The war, war mode has not worked for this zone at all. Whenever I spawn in, there's a load of that you're either surrounded by only horde or you're completely surrounded by alliance. Yeah. Which is useful to me as a rogue, but for anyone else, that must be a nightmare. Well, this is why I'm quite glad I haven't got war mode turned on, because I, I can see the imbalance just without war mode turned on. So, And it was already bad enough back in the rest of, like, um, Zaldazar and whatever the other one's called. Um, yeah. Like, in war mode, I just... It, it doesn't work out because there's no balancing. And obviously they can't do balancing because it's up to people what they choose, but it, it just doesn't work for me. Yeah, but um, I think the good side is I think it is a beautiful zone. I like that you can kind of, it's kind of like the Isle of Whatever or all these previous patches where you have ways of gearing up to the current level before you go into LFR yeah. and things like yeah. that. And I think the one outstanding part is I've been watching the World First race to uh, the final bosses and the Ashara raid looks amazing. It actually looks really good. So out of everything of this patch, I want to be able to get flying myself, mm. like like you were saying, which is annoying. I really can't be asked. I'll be honest. Um, in some ways, because I just I'm so sick and tired of years of dailies. Yeah. Um, that just don't feel rewarding. They all feel pretty trash. Um, but I also really wanted to check out this raid because the raid itself looks phenomenal. Yeah, this is the thing for me. I I haven't really had time to do much more than. The handful of quests you get and the dailies um i've actually really enjoyed mechagon a lot more than i have with um najatar or Naj najatar whatever you say yeah um because i just like the feel of it there with all the stupid gnome stuff but again i've barely touched it i know there's a whole thing where you can go back in time or forward in time i can't, I can't remember which one it I've is done that. um i haven't got the to that but yeah it sounds good yeah so we'll we'll see i think there's a lot that I need to try out. I haven't managed to try out any of the new dungeons or or, or even the raids like like yourself just yet because I just haven't had time. No, I think me like me too in some ways. Yes and no. I've had all the time, but I've just had no motivation. Um, I've been playing on private servers, mm. trying to get my warlock sort of or my mind ready for when classic comes out, so I can get through the one to twenty zones quick. I want to explore and I want to have fun in the game. And I'll take my time leveling because I know it's going to take me ages. At the same point, I really don't want to be stuck in those beginning zones, even with phasing. I want to get, I want to get out, and I want to start working on that. Um, and I've been enjoying it. It is tough, but there are so many. It does take you ages. Like it took me half an hour to find a cave entrance the other day. And then, um, then a load of because of you know the private server wasn't exactly great. I got swamped by like three mobs, or I went to I went to uh, Arathi Highlands. Oh yeah. I couldn't even make it. To, I couldn't make it to Taran Mill without getting ganked. Nice. So Classic. funny. And then I use and then I use my Void Walker. You can sacrifice your Void Walker to get like a shield for twenty seconds and like a bubble. So I managed to run all the way to Taran Mill whilst getting attacked, and it didn't drop off until the end. And then the guards helped me out, but I was like, oh god. Yeah. I wasn't even level fun. twenty yet. <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to all the stupid shit that Classic gave you that you felt was normal at the time because that was it. But now you look back and then go, what the hell was that about? But it's going to be well, fun. That's it. I don't, yeah. I don't know whether I'm going to go Mage or Warlock. It's going to be one of the two. I think I'm going to go Warlock 
because the utility and because you're always wanted mm. and there's a lot of utility there and it's so good but mages seem so fun as well that's going to be my yeah. first ult as a mage yeah definitely you got the whole portal thing uh, sorry summoning thing with uh, the warlocks that's very handy although I can't remember whether we're going to end up with the, the summoning stones or not in in the version that we're going to for classic I can't remember but we'll see I think it's going to be interesting I think I've seen a few on the private server but I think the private server I'm on is probably a later model than they might have intended yeah, I, I can't even remember mm. what it was like, but hey, it's it's what, a few weeks to go now? Oh, it's going to be the 27th of August. I am so prepared for it. I've been looking up for either base stats or what the best sort of warlock is. If you're going to go alliance, you go gnome mm. because you get the intellect buff. Some people are like, well, you can play whatever the hell you want. But if you're going to raid, that's the way to go. Although for me, to be honest with you, I want to raid so I could get good gear for PvP. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah I, and yeah, eventually... Yeah. They might do it so that you can also, they might release BC worlds and Wrath worlds in the future, mm. which personally I cannot wait because I, you know, I started mid BC, but I never was a raider during BC. So yeah. during what people called the golden age, I, th I loved Wrath. Wrath and Cataclysm were by far my favorite yeah. expansions to date. They were incredible. They were some of the best years of gaming I ever played. Um, and also I met all my friends through it. So I'm looking forward to things being re-initiated. I, I, yeah, I, I definitely, the only time I did some proper raiding again myself was in Wrath, um, a bit of Ice Crown Citadel here and there, um, mainly because that's when I had the most time, because I was at uni, uh, and it goes downhill from there, really, but other, other <laughs> than that, it was, uh, I'm looking forward to it. So, I Roll guess we classic. should move on a little bit, because we're a little on. bit short of time today, um, so movie and TV... I think we've kind yeah. of you've let's start with Apollo Eleven, shall we? Because like everything else, we've we've seen kind of together. But um, yeah, hit it. So I've seen this Apollo Eleven film quite a few times um, because I was given a Blu-ray. But I said to myself, this footage is worthy of just watching it in the cinema. So I did go to the cinema to watch this, and oh my god, it was breathtaking. They'd taken, um, they'd restored old footage of the Apollo uh, of Apollo Eleven's uh, mission to the moon. And it made it look modern. Yeah. They made it look so crystal clear. It was phenomenal. So I was like, I have to see this film in the cinema. I can't say that I haven't seen it or else I would have regressed it for the rest of my life. And um, it was absolutely beautiful. You could hear other people in the audience like gasps whenever they showed like a real big panoramic shot of the moon mm. and all these other bits. And they'd, shot, they'd done it and they'd paced it so well. But even the beginning when you see the astronauts and... You see all the colours. There's this wonderful moment where they go through the entire control room, all the way from one side to the other, and everything's so detailed. All the co you could even see like the cotton on the person's tie. It was wonderful. Um, it was eye-opening. So to have first man last year in Apollo 11 mm. this year, and of course, you know when they landed, they landed was it the anniversary? Was it yesterday or today? Yeah, recently, wasn't it? Yeah, last couple of days. Yeah. So that's been everywhere. So it's just been space tastic, really. I, I honestly, it. yeah, it, it's really cool because that always um, shot at the time on generally on big full IMAX size uh, cameras. Like it's, it's insane. Um, mm. I, I am yet to see any of it. Uh, I don't know if it's at the cinema near me. I'll have to check. Um, but yeah, actually speaking of cinemas, we're fine. We're, um, we haven't tried it out yet, but we've just moved cinemas because the Eastbourne one has moved to a new place. Um, Ah. So it's brand new. We haven't tried it out yet, so but it should be more in line with what we were used to up in Crawley, which was good. 
because it was terrible here to be honest like it was so bad <laughs> um it was fine so so we saw um spider-man far from home at the old one um and that was a good fun film you know i i really enjoyed it what did you think well spider-man yeah yeah i saw spider-man with the uh, cast and crew because um i was brought in uh, by somebody else uh, I can't say who that somebody mm, else mm. is for the sake of, but um, there was no nonsense. There was no adverts. It was just watching the film, and it was a- it was actually really really good. And it was nice seeing people's excitement because they'd worked on it and hearing people talking about it. Not during the film, of course, but afterwards. Um, I saw quite a few people that had worked on it weren't credited, and there was a lot of anger there. Yeah. And I wonder if it's because of the end of the film, um, because you have the extra credit scene. Do they cut off more credits? Or, I mean, you can't put everyone in the film credits or else that's going to be, you know, it's going to go, go on forever because so many people work on a film. Anyway, um, the film itself I really liked. I thought the visual effects were stunning. I loved Jake Gyllenhaal's acting yeah. in it. He t- I, I didn't think about the twist that was going to happen. No, me I'll either. be honest, I really didn't see the twist coming. And when it did, I was like, yes, this is exactly what I want. Yeah, I, I was, was not expecting awesome. that in the slightest. I was just like, wait, what? What what is mm. happening right now? And then it was uh, yeah it was it was amazing. There's a really great twist. Uh, we're not going to talk about spoilers at the moment. Um, although I think speaking of spoilers, I think Empire have just released their spoiler special, so that'd be good to listen to soon. Um, soon, yeah. soon. Um, I, it was just good fun, you know. It's it was. They dealt with all the aftermath of Endgame quite well, I thought. I think so too. I think it was uh, it did it did feel like, and they're still mentioning like the pre, was it the snap? Yeah. They're talking about the uh, post snap and how the world's changed and stuff like that. So it was quite nice. I like it. And there's also that kid, who was younger yeah. before the snap, and now he's like super buff or something has happened. It's so cool. Yeah, basically, because like some people didn't get snapped, so when the people that were snapped returned there's loads of people that are like five years older than when they left so there's like a kid that was five years younger than them at school that is now the same age as them and they're all like what the fuck is this <laughs> so that's entertaining but yeah i just enjoyed it i'm looking forward to what happens next um because it opens up some interesting things at the very end of it with the uh post credit scenes which i know you didn't end up seeing but i've kind of vaguely explained what happens but basically it just involves scrolls that's all i will say <laughs> so if you had to give it a slacker rating out of five what would you give spider-man home no i'm coming uh far from home um far from three home. and a half maybe i'd give it three and a half like it was good fun three because it was four. a marvel film but i i it, it wasn't the best of them like homecoming for me was way better like a lot of fun but i think they've handled everything really well i have no problems with it but it's not the best they've set a really high bar that's their own fault yeah that's true i think that's the i think that's the right reason i think because they have to set a high bar you kind of go into it expecting epic and sometimes even if it's not it's not meh it's just it's good it's a good yeah. film it's a good all-round yeah, film exactly but it's not quite like yeah i thought the twist was amazing the film was all right otherwise yeah and speaking of things that are amazing uh thor 4 has been announced um awesome which is pretty cool because it is being written and directed by taika waititi again which is going to be good and he was the director on ragnarok yes he was so that 
is why it's pretty damn exciting because Ragnarok was just outstanding like just so much fun and everything he added to that character of Thor has has stuck because it was so good and I'm excited um by the time people hear this we may actually know some more because this weekend so we're recording on Thursday morning and Comic-Con starts today over in San Diego um, for the next four days I think it is so there might be some Marvel Phase 4 announcements over there this weekend um if there is we'll be sure to tell you about them probably like six weeks later because that's how we are um but we'll see because it it may be a big part of phase four but the challenge is it's you've also got the whole thor's kind of left asgard to valkyrie what's left of it and he is now off with the asgardians so no not the asgardians the Guardians of the Galaxy. But That's maybe it. the Asgardians of the Galaxy. So we'll Asgardians see. Asgardians of the Galaxy, amazing. Yeah. So that's going to be fun. I'm. We don't know much about it, but the fact that it's happening with him is 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 great news as far as I'm concerned. Yep, yeah, I like that. I want to see more Thor. Thor's one of my favourites. Yeah. Um, although I don't think we're going to get quite the dynamic we had with like Hulk in Ragnarok, because that was, that was pretty cool. Um, that was pretty special. Especially when it was then just Banner again, so... Yeah. <laughs> we'll see um, Yeah, we spoke about Amazon earlier in gaming but they're kind of doing something else as well which is to bring a Jack Reacher TV show to Amazon so, okay. so there was the whole Tom Cruise Jack Reacher thing um, for a couple of films I actually don't even know if I saw both films they were fine, the one I saw anyway the biggest controversy was that was that Tom Cruise is about 5 foot tall and Jack Reacher should be like <laughs> A six foot seven brick shit house basically like he should be a rugby player rather than like tom cruise it was fine it was annoying yeah. but it was fine um so i'd be excited to see what they do with that because the tom clancy's jack ryan tv show on amazon last year was really really good um i really enjoyed that at the time and if they can kind of match the production values of that i think we're off to a good start um the interesting thing with jack reacher compared to the jack ryan series was that Jack Reacher is actually pretty more grounded, really. Like, each book is pretty much in one place. Um, it, he, he moves from town to town, city to city, and then stuff happens. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll see. But it's not the only big TV show they're developing, obviously, over Amazon. Because they've got the Lord of the Rings show, which we mentioned earlier. But also, apparently, they're doing a Wheel of Time book series, is, which is, sorry, TV series from the book series, which is like a fantasy series. Have you read that at all? Well, yeah, so I didn't read any of the Wheel of Time books. No, me either. So who, who knows what's going on with that? Um, but we'll see. We'll keep an eye on it because I'm excited to see what they do with Jack Reacher. And then, God, Amazon are spending a fuckload of money, aren't they? They are, but they have the money. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> like, we keep giving them money. Yeah, we keep giving um, them money. Yeah, I guess that's kind of it for movie and TV. Have you been watching anything? No, I've been watching like documentaries on the Nile. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's actually yeah. really cool. Like this woman uh, finding out how the the Nile was the uh, I say woman I don't know her name off by heart so I do apologise, but um, she's talking about how the Nile was so important to ancient Egypt and saying how oh, all the pyramids were built. I love watching documentaries like that. So if any of yeah. you uh, listeners actually have some cool ancient like Roman or Egyptian documentaries or old stuff like that, please chuck them my way. And a big shout out to History Buffs on YouTube because that is such an addictive channel to watch whilst I'm eating dinner. Oh my god, it's so good. This guy like takes 
Go on. No, no, I was going to change, slightly change topic, but talk about YouTube. But so carry on about that for a sec. But it's, it's literally about this guy will pick a historical film and he'll talk about the historical inaccuracies, inaccuracies about it, but also what was going on during the time. It's like he destroys the Patriot and he destroys um, Braveheart and stuff like that. Right. Because it's like, come on, dude. And he did the same with Kingdom of Heaven. Um, I think he got a few bits wrong, but then I'm a Crusader historian, so I'd have to figure out what he said wrong. But I don't. I think it's probably <laughs> mostly factual about what he said. Anyway, that aside, it's so good six. He's got things like Casino on there. He's done one. He's done one like a month ago. I forgot what it was about. He even did like old ones like Tombstone, um, right. old westerns, and what actually yeah, happened yeah, yeah. with the OK Corral and all that sort of stuff. So really, really awesome YouTube channel, and it's so fun to watch. And he's he's also a he's a British guy called Nick Hodges. So couldn't yeah. recommend that even more. Ten out of ten. Would eat past and get it all over my white shirt whilst watching again. Dude, seriously, that happens like every time I have a white t-shirt on, I get past it on it. Like, it's oh, fucking annoying me. I think I've got mud. I'm literally wearing this for the second day, not only because I love the shirt so much, but also I've not soiled it yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, well, let's move on through to tech stuff. Uh, apologies for the slightly rushed show today. I mean, not really rushed, we're just skipping a few bits, but um, I have to go off and shoot some house photos in a little bit, so we'll, uh, we'll see. But we've got a little bit of tech news, and the robots are coming. <gasps> no! Yes, finally. Boston Dynamics, which you should all know about. They're the ones with the crazy robot videos that go like viral on Facebook and YouTube. They're the so ones cool. like kicking their robots to <laughs> test him. Like, there's a robot like, I'm just trying to open the door, man. And then he gets kicked to, to shove him <laughs> yeah. off. Um, and they've got like parkour robots that are just jumping up and down and doing flips and stuff. It's just ridiculous. But anyway, they're finally getting ready to sell their first robot. Um, after decades of kicking machines in parking lots, the company is set to launch its first ever commercial robot later this year, the Quadrupedal Spot. So this is the dog-shaped robot. Um, I don't really know what the robot is going to do, but it's going to be very interesting to see what happens because these yeah. guys have been like an R&D company for so many years and now they're actually selling a robot. Um, I don't know what it's for. I suspect it's going to have some search and rescue uses and things like that as well. Um, but... I need to do a bit more research into it, and I just ran out of time today. But I'm excited because robots. Yeah, robots. Why the hell not? Seeing, I do love that video. Where it's just like, can you just stop kicking me? <laughs> it's yeah, so good. There's some ridiculous ones on there. I wonder how much it's going to cost, and I also wonder what other people could do to the AI. Imagine somebody gets like a Raspberry Pi and sellotapes it to the dog, and yeah. creates something. Yeah. I don't know. I, I want to see what people can do. You know, R and D can only get you so far. But when you really let some crazy people tinker, that's when you uh, see the true merit of your research. Yeah, Much absolutely. Like memes. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see what people can meme on this quadru quadrupedal spot. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing is that they are promising that it spot will become the Android of robotics, a customizable platform that other companies can build on to oh. meet their specific needs. Brilliant. Pretty cool. So I could get a dog that will fetch me my slippers. Finally. Yeah. Exactly. It will probably cost you a fuckload of money. Yeah, well, slippers do too. Yeah, Especially true. when my dogs eat them. <laughs> yeah. Um, this Yeah, so this article was on The Verge, and the only other thing I will mention is they get asked, is there anybody Boston Dynamics wouldn't sell spot to? Um, for example, law enforcement or the military. And they don't rule it out. It says, we're enthusiastic about res responsible use of the robot. I think you're asking the tough question because there's so many edges to it. Um, so we'll see. There is literally like a million and one uses of this. Um, 
it's kind of not really like a single use product it's kind of like a platform to build onto um because it's got the like a, an arm on it that you can program to do so many different things and you could probably add different tools to it as well um who knows it can go to dangerous places yeah I guess that's it yeah. for this week because I mean there's plenty of more stuff we could talk about but we don't have the time sadly um, the thing thing we'd like to probably mention is that we do actually have a kind of plan for what we want to do next um, ta-da there's b- b- put it this way it, it involves three slightly different types of show but other than that we'll uh, figure it out a bit more before we tell you what it is um, we shall expand Slackers verse. yeah definitely um, there's there's a whole load of things we need to talk to our audience about um and hopefully next show we'll have some questions for you guys which would be great if we can get some feedback on but in the meantime that'll do us yeah so that was the show thanks for joining us uh we'd love to hear your feedback so be sure to join us at discord um at our link in the show notes if you haven't already and you can follow us on twitter at slackers underscore studio if you're a bit more old-fashioned uh send us an email at the slackers mailbox at gmail.com it could be anything it could be nudes um preferably uh women um but uh i don't, <laughs> He's I don't not know. particularly fussy not particularly fussy um uh you can uh, send me predictions for games. Uh, if you're a fu- if you're a person from the future, you can send me lotto tickets. That'd be wonderful. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. If you have like an opinion, or you just want to have a shout out, send us an email or do it over Discord. If you want us to like announce something, I love reading uh, announcements and stuff. It's so oh good. yeah, love. It'd be nice to get like an audience feedback section going again. Yeah, um, even if like Jack, um, your face is weird. Can you please change your beard? Um, we want it. Uh, I'm pretty want... sure I can send that email for you. That's fine. That... <laughs> I can do that one. We'll have that next week. <laughs> Anyways, if you enjoy our show, please leave us a review on iTunes as this really does help us reach new people. Um, yes, indeed. So, ready? Yep. Three, two, one. Don't, Don't let, let your, your boss, boss catch, catch you slacking. slacking. Until, Until next, time, next time, we've, we've been, been your, your slackers. slackers. That was really good. Yeah. This helps having webcams again. It does help having webcams again. It's funny, like, because I'm only using one screen. I've got half of you on yeah. one side, and then I've got my show notes next to it. It's kind of funny. Yeah, <laughs> that was it for me too. Right. Yeah. Thank you all. We'll see Thank you soon. You. Goodbye. But wait, there's more. There's more. Here's some messages from other podcasts in the Slacker sphere. Hey, Slackers! It is Frasley. Want to hear even more discussion about World of Warcraft and geeky stuff? Head on over to Frazzlecast in your local supermarket podcast app, right next to The Lettuce. Each week, I talk with people from Azeroth and beyond! Hey Slackers, Allie here. Do you enjoy Warcraft Dungeons? Ever wonder what the stories are behind them, but are just too busy slacking to look it up? I've got you covered. Check out Dungeon Fables on Google Play, iTunes, or SoundCloud. Take care, and keep on slacking.